I guess what I'm trying to say, and this is going to be a shocker to you, is that I think I could do without the sex. <laughs> All right? That seems I, impossible, I, right? But I'm telling you that our intimacy and our commitment is so bonded that it, I it, think it, that I could, I could tell myself, look, there's not going to be any more sex, and that I could be okay with it. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I'd but have to find a hobby. I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> hey, I'm Tori here with my lover, Rick. This is our podcast about threesomes. We're going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. But mostly, we're going to give you the good. Yeah, you'll hear all about our encounters from beginning to end. So we're a couple who have been together for nine years. And we like to partake in what I call extracurricular sextivities. We would love to take you along for the ride. So if you're like-minded, you're curious, or you're just flat out appalled by our behavior, you're in the right place. So strap on. Hey guys, what's happening? Hey there, welcome back. Um, we almost didn't make this week's episode because I'm having a little bit of trouble with my throat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I caught a cold from old Tori here. How does it happen and, uh, that I get a cold, I'm sick for five days, and Rick's like, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get I it. it and coming, so. the day I start to feel better, he's like, oh, I don't feel very yeah. good. Um, God dang it. Um, we have a successor episode to the Andes because it didn't end there. Right. And that spinoff was supposed to be published today. Right. But the episode wouldn't be what we wanted it to be. We really want this one to be good because it's a fun story. Yeah. And about a girl we love dearly. So yes, we have yes. to make it good for her too. Right. <laughs> we got to do it justice. So um, we're still at the drawing board with that and, uh, it's going to be a really good episode and it will be up next week. Yes. But this week we have one that is pre-recorded. Yeah. It's Rick and I discussing different types of relationships and yeah. that's what you'll get today. It's really good. It's a yeah. great listen, good conversation. Rick and I being very much ourselves. So we are going to give you that. Yeah, and we hope you enjoy it. And also, though, before, you know, for anybody that's just tuning in and this is what they're hearing and getting, please, if you're new, go to episode one. Yeah. Because now we have listeners in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And we have listeners in Oregon. Canada. And yeah, we got Canada. We got uh, Ireland. Welcome, Ireland. And um, But yeah, you guys enjoy this episode. It's... Um, we're tr we're gonna riff is what we always say. Well, yeah, I, I always say it. So today I wanted to talk about different types of relationships. I feel like in this journey of Rick and I starting the podcast, we have tried to describe what type of relationship we're in, and it's kind of just keeps raising this big old question mark for us, right? Like. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to call it. It's not polyamory. I know that for sure. Um, and then I get confused because we 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 read into Reddit a lot. Yeah. And see what's going on with other people. And um, when somebody says, for instance, they're in an ethical non-monogamous relationship, 
then there's all these explanations as to what that is. Yeah. Like, like th- it seems like the ethics of it is subjective. Yeah, what's, what is what's, ethical? What's, what's ethical to one person might not be to another. Mm. Everybody has their bar. Mm-hmm. It's that I keep hearing that comparison lately about it's like going to the hospital where they have that sign that that asks you what your pain is and and one through ten and it has a little smiley face on a one and then a scrunched up face on ten. Right. But one person's two two might be another person's ten. Exactly. That's what I feel. It like. also it makes me think about just religions and how like yeah. a religion is supposed to be ethical, but every religion has different rules right. as to what is ethical. Yes. When I like kind of researched a little bit, it did seem like everybody had a different description of what polyamorous mm-hmm. is i mean they're all in the same ballpark is just you know opening up your relationships to different um emotional and sexual relationships with right. multiple partners so check it out this one guy sternberg i think it was like robert sternberg i don't know what it is but he uh the triangular theory of love and so mm-hmm. he has three three um descriptions of different type of love intimacy commitment and passion right and intimacy is kind of just like the feelings of closeness the connections the trusting it's it's the intimacy that you can have with somebody right the passion is the sexual part it's the attraction to them it's like how excited you are to be with that person the easiness to obsess over it i like that description of passion and then commitment is the only conscious part of it it's you decide to commit to somebody. It's the only right. intentional thing that you do. The passion and the intimacy are just kind of, I guess, something that you feel, uh-huh. right? So check it out. So those are the three pillars of this triangle. He mixes them up in seven different ways to show you different styles of relationships. Um, if you just have intimacy with somebody, which is the, what did we say that was? That was feelings of closeness, connection, and trusting. So they call that relationship friendship. Oh. It's just friendship. There's no sex involved? No, that's not in intimacy. Oh. It's just feelings of... What's this guy, Sternberg? Yeah. Okay, that's Sternberg. But what about Rodriguez? (laughs) Me. You didn't I'm get your th- PhD I'm in thinking psychology. That, I'm thinking that there's a triangle uh-huh. just within the sex part of it. In other words, there's there's sex with commitment and intimacy and passion. There's sex with just passion. There's sex with, I presumably, with just commitment because you're committed to that person and that's who you're going to have sex mm-hmm. with. And then there's there's very intimate sex. And without those three things, it's missing. Like, it's not the best it can be. Right. Like, to me, there's nothing like being passionately attracted to somebody where you just want to squeeze and grab and just that to me, you want to be intimate. You want to feel the skin to skin and yeah. the rubbing and if they're riding you and you feel that, that kind of back and forth motion and, and you know, nothing like a girl reverse cowgirling you and you just see that <laughs> ass slapping the lower part of your stomach and, you know, mm-hmm. that. So I, that's that's all feel and touch. So you're taking you're taking his descriptions of relationships and you're applying, applying that it to, to only sex. sex. Yeah, that's kind of a cool. Yeah. I that's like a really cool branch off of his. I bet that would 
excite a lot of, and it might have been what, studied that way. To me, way. what then what commitment gets you? Okay, this is the this is the benefit of commitment. The pro is that you continue to experiment because you because you are passionate about that person and because you all have been intimate with that person and so you commit to being better and mm -hmm. understanding what turns each other on and you keep doing it and you just take each other to greater heights yeah isn't that kind of what we do with one another mm -hmm. well and, okay so yeah, yeah you have to watch this unfold here okay because we uh, if, i got ahead of myself yeah <laughs> i got ahead of my skis see uh, if, I was just, I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> you have been horny the last couple of days, I and I haven't given it up, yeah. so he's probably just like, <laughs> he heard intimate, and he was like, boy, 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 boy. What? We're about to get intimate? <laughs> so if it, if a relationship does have its intimacy, they yeah. call it friendship, which is closeness, which is trusting, which, is, which mm -hmm. you can understand that. If a relationship just has passion, it's called infatuated love. So infatuation. Um, uh, if a relationship just has commitment, it's called empty love. Oh, so you're committed to them because you've decided that, but you don't feel the passion. You don't feel the intimacy. And so right. you're just with that person because you feel like it's your moral obligation to not be divorced. You or know, not... there's, there's some sad stories out there about that Yeah, and they shouldn't be sad, but I'm thinking about. You're with somebody and, you know, you're, you've had a great relationship or something, but one of you gets really sick to the point where the other has to take care of you. Oh. And then that's when commitment really has to kick in. But maybe you feel resentment because like, damn, I wanted to be with somebody where we both get to explore the world together and there's not this pending doom with one of them. And so you stay, you stay committed but now the the love starts to empty mm -hmm. itself. You might still have that intimacy, yeah. the, that closeness and that trust. and Or maybe not any of those because it all goes away because of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know? mm -hmm. uh, so that's, I, that's what I think of when I think of empty love. That's sad. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so if you combine intimacy and passion, you have romantic love. Intimacy and passion. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you have intimacy and commitment, so the trust and the commitment, then you have companionate love. That's your companion. Yeah. That's someone who I feel like, yeah, maybe they lost their, their desire for each other sexually, but they're just they're just riding it out because they couldn't imagine their life without that I feel that like that's where you and I could could veer into. Right. Right. I could see that. Yeah. I think I think so because I I think that's why we are already testing out the waters with other people and we're right. doing it together. It's to one to build that trust, right? But Well, I to to it's to it's to keep the passion level and on par with our intimacy and commitment. I see. So you think we're do it's like a spicing it up of our relationship? Yeah, it's like salting your meal. Mhm. Mm but do you think I don't think that's always I don't think we're completely there yet, but I think that's the added value that it brings. Yeah. Do you think if we if we failed and we did completely lose the passion and now we just have the intimacy and the commitment, is that like That's survivable. You think it is? I think it's survivable. And but do you think that we still need I mean, we still need passion in our lives. Yeah. So is well, that? It's, oh, again, I'm equating things to sex. 
Well, the passion part is the sex. Yes, that's why. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and this is going to be a shocker to you, is that I think I could do without the sex. <laughs> All right? That seems I, impossible, right? Sex. Just because everybody needs to know I am the one with the sex drive. I mean, <laughs> the sex drive, I'm insatiable. Yes. I really am. Yes. Like, yes. absolutely insatiable. I cannot get enough. Like, and I don't know I how. I think about it constantly. Yep. Yeah. But I'm telling you that our intimacy and our commitment is, 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 is so bonded that it, I think it, that I could, I could tell myself, look, there's not going to be any more sex and that I could be okay with it. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I'd but have to find a hobby. I don't know what. <laughs> There'd probably be a little more con uh, consumption of porn. It's like I, go, I was going to say, I go into your office and you have all these like uh, pussies like formed out of different like knickknacks and stuff. Also, and I'm like, <laughs> I've gotten into sculpture now. <laughs> it's just pussies. And it's all pussies. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I mean, I get what you're saying in the sense that the the feeling that the, the sex gives us in our relationship, it, it, when we are just intimately close with each other and, and bonded with each other, we do that high that you feel when you're having sex. It is kind of there. It's not the same high because right. it's sex and nothing feels like sex yeah. when you're doing it right. But when we are just being silly and in love with each other and cuddling and watching a movie that we're both into, when we pause the TV to talk about what we just watched or when we, you know, when we're cooking and cleaning together or whatever, just uh -huh. that feeling when we're in the middle of the woods exploring something, that high is there. And it feels just as satisfying as that sex feels in the moment, kind of. I feel like for me it does. So yeah. I can understand saying like you could do without it, but I but I think you might be wrong about <laughs> thinking that you could do it without it. Oh, just, it's a lofty goal, I know. But just uh, because I, I don't think anybody should allow themselves that. No, well, that yeah, and you know what? There's there's different forms of it, I suppose. I'm getting really sad right now. Yeah, we don't. I, we're not there I'm yet. I'm so Love mad that I have to give up sex. It, we're not. We're not <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I don't have to Let's, give up sex. Um, what is it when it's passion and commitment? So passion and commitment. So yeah. the but okay. So reminder that intimacy is the one that has the trust and the connection and the closeness. So now you just have passion, which is this this sexual attraction and this desire to to be on each other, and yeah. you're committed to that. Part. I feel like that's what a lot of people have okay. in the beginning of a relationship. Well, you know what he calls it. What's that? Foolish love. Ah, yeah. Because you're committing to somebody that you're. I not... see that as that. That's the risk that you take. In other words, the bridge between perfection and and the and meeting somebody is the big leap that you take is the foolish love. Yes. You're you're taking that chance. And you and I started out with foolish That's love. That's what I'm thinking. We started off where uh, we were basically like, let's fuck. <laughs> and yeah. and didn't think it through because there was our age difference. There were other reasons that probably it wasn't a good idea for us to do it. Mm -hmm. But there was something that we 
that we saw in each other, that we took that, that that's and, a leap of faith. But why didn't we foolish commit? Foolish love is like the best thing ever. That's what I think. I think foolish love is what is what, it, like you said, it's the bridge because it can get you into that part where you are learning to trust and yeah. connect. And yeah. it kind of forces you to do that because you're like, well, shit, if I'm going to, if I'm still into this person like this, I got to. I got to get to know what's deep down inside of them, sure, you know? Sure. And then when you have all three, which is what you said at the beginning of this conversation, and you talked about like the sex and having the commitment, having the intimacy and having the passion, it's called complete love or consume, consume it love, consume you it. Consummate love. Consummate. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to butcher that. Con- Consumerism love. <laughs> consummate no, it's, uh, love. It's, it's the consummate love. Mm-hmm. I like that. Isn't that I, kind of a cool I, little is. theory? It's I, the, the triangle theory of love. I, I thought, well, Now shit. I feel bad for interrupting because uh, so many times because I feel like I want to hear all of it now again, all over. But, you want to hear it real quick? Yes. Okay. So the relationship with just intimacy is friendship. Right. A relationship with just passion is infatuated love. Okay. Uh, a relationship that has just commitment is empty love. Mm-hmm. A relationship with intimacy and passion is romantic love. A relationship with intimacy and commitment is companionate love. A relationship with passion and commitment is foolish love. And a relationship that has all three, commitment, intimacy, and passion, is complete or consummate love. Isn't that interesting? Like that, you know what I think of is that, is that um, what's one on the bottom? The, com- the commitment. That's like the that's like the glass. That's the em- the empty love is like an empty glass, and mm. you fill it with these other things. Yeah. To have a full glass of love. So we need to go toast and drink a full glass of love, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I think the goal is to get uh, a complete cons- consummate love. The consummate love. So if if those things are the foundations of relationships, I then kind of took that and worked it into thinking I was made me think about different labels, Mm -hmm. labels of relationships. And so I guess we should start with the the pinnacle, the holy grail of relationships. Monogamy. 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 Dun, 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 dun. Monogamy. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> Baby, what is monogamy? Well, let me read you what the uh, women's health <laughs> says monogamy is. Um, Women. What enter, do they know? Enter the oh. classic. Bitch, I almost <laughs> fucking glazed right over that. <laughs> I almost got away with it, everybody. Apologize right now. I'm so sorry. To all the women. To all the women out there. I love you. (laughs) Uh, Enter the classic, normal, one-and-done relationship. Within a monogamous relationship, two people agree to commit exclusively to one another, both romantically and sexually. Typically, these couples ride the relationship escalators. You know, the first comes love, then comes marriage kind of path. So that is monogamy. If you had to guess... Would monogamy be the majority in this day and age? Well, slice, I, slice out the last de- like ten years, decade. Monogamy maybe 20 years. to me, monogamy would be 
definitely the majority of what people commit to, although, you know, and of course this is me talking, um, although it's under duress. Oh, I, <laughs> you don't think? Yeah, I don't want? think I don't think that that people, if they had their druthers, <laughs> but there's, you know, what the problem with that is, is there's a lot of people, particularly men, because I have so many friends, and that doesn't mean that all men are like this, but I think they are, is they want to be able to go out and do stuff, but they don't want their girl to do mm. stuff. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hear that a lot. I think one of the key things that you just said is that monogamy is the the majority thing that people commit to. Yes. I think commit is kind of the key word there in the sense that like you you can have an open relationship, you can have a long distance relationship, you can have all any type of relationship, mm-hmm. but there is that lack of commitment to those. Like I just feel like everybody in those relationships, do they always have one foot in and one foot out. And maybe that's me just you, having you a monogamous pe- mindset. You mean people that commit to monogamy? No, people that commit to the other relationship. If 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 you're taking a monogamous and a non-monogamous relationship, and the the key thing about monogamy is commitment. I feel like the key thing about non-monogamous and and uh, other open relationships is is that lack of commitment. Like, are we entering those types of relationships where they're open or they're poly or they're because we are we because fear we, we lack that commitment? I know you don't think so. I absolutely do not think so. Okay, no, I think. Look, I just said a while ago that if if push came to shove and I we had to cut the sex off uh-huh. to keep the other two things, the commitment and the intimacy, mm-hmm. I'd be, I would do that. I believe that that's the one facet that you could live without as long as the other two are strong. The other two, if they're strong, can can support mm-hmm. the relationship. Right. Let's take us. I think that the reason we do what we do is because we see it as an enhancement to mm. what we already have. But without that, it would, it would, you and I could, at least for now, we could keep marching forward if right. all of a sudden we had to, look, we wouldn't cut that off for each other. We both believe that it's, it's been an enhancement to our relationship Yeah, uh, for us mm-hmm. uh, because we, we are not afraid to tackle the, the jealousy. The challenges. And, and the challenges, yeah, the challenges of See, it. and and you've now said that twice, that you felt that it was a, a spice up the relationship kind of thing, and that's not the, I'm, I'm simplifying it by saying it, it yeah. in that terms, but I, I do believe that we do that to enhance what we have, but I feel like the only reason we need to enhance what we have is because of the type of people that we are. And and I feel like the type of people that we are are people that have never committed to anything in their lives. Yeah, I except I, I, no, I I get your point and I just don't think that's the reason. That's not the reason. There could be there could be, you know, bits or tinges of that in right. there. Right. Sure. Right. But I just, but I like. I, I will say this, that you look at it from a different way. The fact that we allow ourselves to engage in threesomes um, makes us ha- 
not have to approach the the issue of commitment. And so we've not been taken to task. It makes it a non-issue almost. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The only reason, the only way that it wouldn't was the danger that I think that we come across with being in threesomes is that you like women, but okay. you also like men, right. and I just like women. Is that we could we could meet a third that you just become enamored with, right? And all of a sudden, you want to put your commitment eggs into that basket, right? And 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 same could be for me. That's the danger of that. But for now, that hasn't happened, and so commitment is not an issue for us. We're committed. Yeah. I believe I am. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's why you that's why you feel that way. No, I just I I know and I kind of what I feel like we we should probably get over this hump and yeah. not like and not not beat a dead horse. Yeah, but I just still feel like commitment is the it was the root of us starting to have threesomes. You and I didn't want to commit to just each other. For the rest of our relationship, we knew we wanted to commit to each other and be together for a long time, forever, if you will. But we knew we couldn't just commit sexually to just one another for that long of time. Like, I don't know if you would have been the one to step out or if I would have been the one to step out or if we would have just been like, hey, that was fun, dude. Like, but we did everything we could do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I and. Yes, at this point, because we've explored threesomes, hold on, let me finish here. Uh-huh. Because we've explored threesomes the way that we have, we can maybe say that commitment's not an issue and that because we've gone to play. We've gone to play a lot. Right. But that's because we got to explore that. Now, say five years from now, we gave up threesomes. We don't do that anymore. Five years from now, you and I are just having sex, what, once every other month or something we might start being like all right what are we gonna do here to to yes spice it up but why are we spicing it up because we're having a problem committing to just this monogamous style relationship that's why i think that commitment is the key pillar to monogamy um Ooh, I'm getting nervous now because I'm making such a strong stance on this. But I do, I still kind yeah, of feel and like. I'm, and I'm listening to you and you're making great points. I still disagree. That's interesting. I, I, I think that, how can I, I'm trying to think of how I can explain this, how this, I oh, see it. Can I point this out sure, real sure, quick? Sure. This is recognized problem is that we, we have these kind of conversations because now we're going to get into this thing where he has to see it my way and I have to see it his way when we should just right now be like, I agree. I like your opinion. Well, I like you your know opinion. What? Quite honestly, I feel like I'm at that point now. I'm right. like, Probably this, because you we're being this, recorded. But. This is, no, no. I, um, no, this is a good example. I Okay, guys. So I hate when people say agree to disagree. Oh, I hate that because too. It's I... usually somebody that doesn't want to discuss it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're not agreeing to disagree. They're just trying to shut the, you the hell yes. up. And, but this is one of those examples. Uh-huh. We're where, kind where of agree we, to yeah, disagree. Yeah, we agree to disagree. <laughs> like, But uh, the only thing I would add to that is that the, it seems to me that I, yeah, I don't know how to put it into words, but I because I hear what you're saying, and I mm-hmm. think that that what you're saying is very valid. But I think that what you're saying, the validity of what you're saying, only engages 
if we are missing a component. So in other words, I don't think that we're, we did it because we were afraid of committal. I think that we became committal because we weren't afraid of allowing ourselves a, a more open sexual experience. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One uh, begets the other, mm-hmm. uh, and and without it, it's. Uh, it reminds me of the, the, somebody invented this thing that that created energy, and it created a sound so loud that it would make your head explode. But but sound sound waves are energy, and they and this guy invented this device that would create that sound so that it could create energy, and it would it could run an entire house of electricity. But the, the, the thing that had to happen was the container that made this sound had to be contained. If it broke, then the sound wasn't possible. So so therefore it just couldn't work. Uh And so there was no danger of the thing exploding because once it did, then the sound couldn't, was impossible. That's sort of what we're yeah. dealing with here. I see. Is is that uh, I'm trying to think what what part of this would be that device, right? And I think I think to some degree it's commitment. And commitment we, we is have, the We package. have created a vessel yeah. that's such that it gives us this strong commitment, mm-hmm. and it and and it's making it a non-issue mm-hmm. because once that vessel breaks. Then it's it's that, not yeah, it doesn't it's, work. It, yeah, yeah, it's not part of the the equation. Um, See, that's a good yeah. that's a good way to describe it. Um, both so both of them I, are true. I, yeah, right? I think that's the reason why I don't believe that that's the reason. Like, oh, we had to open up our relationship because we were afraid to commit to each other. I don't think we've ever been afraid to commit to each other. We've. We've always dove in head first to committing to each other because we were just like, this feels right. This yes, feels right. Yes. But I feel like neither one of us knew what the fuck we were doing. Well, so it and felt neither like... one of us certainly didn't want to stop exploring our sexuality. Right. But we were both okay with that. Yeah. And it, it just never worked itself into the equation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is why we're talking about this because we're, we are not sure... We kind of are now, but we didn't know at the beginning where we fit in, right? Is that a fair right? Way to like it? what what part of the uh, non monogamous part World. of the umbrella? Yeah, yeah. yeah Under the umbrella, where do we fit in? Right. Uh, let me read the description. What they say for non monogamy? Okay. Um, or non monogamous. Monogamy is far from the only option. Think of non monogamy as an umbrella term for relationship structures that ethically include more than one partner. Whether it be to fulfill a consensual, sexual, i.e. open relationship, or romantic, polyamory role. So I guess open relationship leans towards sex and romantic leans towards poly. Right. That's That's what it makes it sound like, right? For some, there's a need to have different personalities in your relationship orbit that can cater to different needs, she says. Don't get it twisted. While non-monogamous relationships often don't follow the same kind of relationship escalator as monogamous ones, these relationships are just as serious. They just don't need to operate or be defined by the same kind of timeline. I mean, I don't think that you and I 
went into our relationship all gung-ho to get married and have kids. No. We just knew we felt very strongly about each other and felt like we were falling in love. Right. <laughs> and so we were like, we got to hold and, on to this. And sort of, I guess, to some degree, the glue that was holding it together was, if I can remember my triangle, right? It was the passionate part of it. Yeah. Right? I would say so. Yeah. Um, and we loved having sex with each other. And then, but then remember, it was, it was, I started to recognize that you were very attracted to women mm-hmm. more so, it seemed to me, than guys. Then we talked about it. And that's how we didn't know where we fit in. Yeah, you know with, what I mean? Under this because umbrella. Was, did it mean that you were going to go have a relationship with another woman or, or would we explore that together? And so so far, we've mostly explored that together, right? And um, but you know what? What's to put a kind of some levity to this is that what's funny is, guys, is that Tori and I have very different taste in women. <laughs> we really <laughs> yeah. do, right? I mean, we both can agree. Here's where we do our we do have in common. We think a lot of girls are attractive. Yes. Like we don't. A lot of different types yeah, of Yeah, different girls. types. They, it doesn't, it, Asian girls, black girls, yeah. Latin girls, white girls, uh, different body types or yeah. whatever. But, but whenever we hone in on one, we're like, I think I could have a relationship with her. We're very different. different. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, we would, we would settle down with a very different type of girl mm-hmm. if we both if we both were allowed to just pluck a girl out of anywhere and say, okay, this is the girl that I want. Yeah. So. Um, so let me, let me just kind of run down some of the different relationship types. So one of the relationships types is kink, just flat out kink. Um, That's like a relationship type. Yeah. Like we're in a kink relationship. Yeah. Um, Countless ways that partners engage in kink, but the relationship should always be rooted in clear communication and trust. Offers a whole new level of connection with the partner. A couple, whether monogamous or non-monogamous, may engage in kink only during sex or it may be an all-day dynamic based on set roles and guidelines. We know somebody like that. Yeah. The all-day thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, okay, I, Rick and I talked about, my fa- I have strong desires and fantasies for kink, for dominating, for, for BDSM, for... Um, being degraded or raped or what have you and i we were discussing it because i don't like the all-day dynamic because me being dominated or me being a submissive is not my personality right at all i want to be heard i want you to to shut up when i'm speaking i like i would be the dumb exactly in my day-to-day but i like the idea of that in sex and so we were kind of discussing how it's hard to express your fantasies in that way because I don't want it to to seep into how you treat me as a person on the day to day. Right. Um, and I don't want it to reflect anything. It's just because I have a fantasy about it doesn't mean I'm a weird person. I'm, it just makes me horny to think about. Yeah, I don't, and, and I don't I'm, know. And I'm just completely not in the kink i guess no like i'm because i'm thinking to myself well would it be a weekend thing but it's like i wouldn't want to role play of uh, or be this thing that i'm not on my day to day so there's that's yeah. something to to explore the disconnect for what i desire sexually and who i am as a person yeah. and why i want to 
keep that so separately. Like I want yeah, you want to compartmentalize I, I want to, the, yeah, the, your part, sexual desires. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I want to do that. You you want to be uh what, what's this what's the rap from Chris? <laughs> a lady in the streets and a freak in the yeah, sheets. Yeah, that's what Tori wants. He wants to be a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. <laughs> in the sheets. Freak on the sheets. In under around the sheets. Uh, <laughs> And in the bedding section of the gross, uh, the department store. <laughs> in the sheets. A freak in the sheets. A freak in the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that's a lot of people. I'm trying to be proper and say freak under the sheets under the... would be the technical way to say it. <laughs> you got it down now. Okay. Um, so long distance relationships. Uh, Which we had a little bit of for a little bit of time. A little bit of time. We yeah. were in a kind of a long distance relationship, but we were so bad. You just drove to see me every weekend or I drove to right. see you every weekend. Right. We weren't very good at like being apart. Do you think we could do it today? Mm. Having been with each other as long as we have. It's, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things on here is, is uh, co- codependent yeah and i feel like i think that they everybody kind of frowns upon codependency um what is codependency um i'll have to find it but uh i feel like we're kind of codependent independent codependent um hello emotional distress and anxiety (laughs) sometimes relationships can feel like they swallow us whole and you totally lose yourself without knowing what's happening your lives naturally become more intertwined as a relationship grows and it's when you lose the ability to function with each other then that can signal codependency simply put a codependent relationship means an over reliance on the partner and a blurred boundaries that was a little aggressive i've read a a less intense thing of codependency yeah but i think that you and i you think we're a version of that i think we function better when when the other person is just there like i think about when i first got a new job a couple years ago and on my lunch break i would call him but i just left him I just saw him in the morning. And I was like, damn, bitch. You were like, hi, baby. How's it doing? And then I wouldn't call me and be like, why didn't you call me during lunch today? Like, we're that attached to each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, and it wasn't like like anger. Why didn't no, you? No. It's just like, what I, happened? It, it was, yeah. I was like, did something go wrong? <laughs> why didn't she call me? <laughs> Breaking the pattern. Yes. Yeah. But how does that relate to the way our threesomes go? Just in the same way that you talked about the triangle and commitment and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, to, no, I don't know what my point is. What I was going to, I'll let you go here in a second. But No, take your time, you're good. Um, I'm thinking about how does it show itself in the way that, you know, how you're wanting to explore sexuality, um, you know, from the bisexual point of view. Mm-hmm. And... There's this, isn't there a certain part of you that believes that you're able to explore that more when we're doing it together? Because I'm dependent on you. Yes. That, well, like, that was going to be my point, okay. is that I think the codependency does yeah. reveal itself in our sexuality during threesomes, for me at least. like I feel like I'm a little bit more dependent on you. Yeah. And so that's 
I feel like codependency is seen as a bad thing, but don't you think that you're the beneficiary of that? Like you, you're getting to, there's nothing like exploring together. To me, it's kind of like, yeah, you're right. It's exploring together. And the way I kind of see the codependency part, if you think about it, it's like that. It's like, if you had a bunch of tools in your toolbox and I had tools in mine and it's like, I show up with the tape measure and the, and the the hammer and you show up with the ladder and the, this it's like, well, I'm using your ladder. Like that's how it feels when I'm codependent on you. But I guess where it just, it comes up as a negative thing is, is if I don't ever go buy my own ladder, I don't know. Like I need to, I need to figure out how to, to do this with girls on my own. But why would I do that if I'm not never going to not be with you? We're committed for life, right, homie. Right. So I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to see when it becomes a problem, and I, I. So we must not be at that point. At the, yeah, we must not be in that bad of shape. Because yeah. I just think about one of the things that we've explained in one of our episodes. Uh, actually, a lot of our episodes, I feel like, is how Rick's the closer, right. and and I feel like that's kind of one of those situations where I believe that I'm just codependent on him doing certain parts of the pickup process and I, I think I've explained to you guys too about where my nerves stem from on the pickup process because of, in my head I'm this way and I think that that's just where it becomes a negative thing it's like instead of me dealing with those internal issues about how I'm afraid to to pick up on a girl, even though I'm attracted to her, or I'm afraid to say this, or I'm afraid to come off this way, instead of dealing with that and finding the root of it, I'm just like, well, it's okay because Rick will do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and so I think that that's why it's umbrella to negative thing, but right. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm sure it could turn bad, but sure. it's, uh, it's not that serious, bro. Shit. We're just chilling. <laughs> We're just trying to get laid. <laughs> Uh, let me We're read just a, trying to get groovy. This one, a toxic relationship. You want Ooh. to read the definition for that one? We're going to look at each other like, boom, boom, boom. Really? Are we going to? I don't know. Are we, are we the, the consummate uh, <laughs> definition of toxicity? I haven't read it yet, but let's see. A toxic relationship can be toxic for a number of reasons and in a number of ways. For example, it can look great from the outside or outsiders can see the negative effects of it. Partners in this type of relationship usually don't support each other and their relationship values don't align. When they have a conflict, one person tries to undermine the other. The They may treat the relationship like a competition and it likely lacks levels of respect. Mm. Well, that's not us. No, well... Well, yeah, you said, mm, like... Am I- yeah, well, <laughs> because... because- Look, it's baby. It's it, not us, and don't say another well, word. In, Get in, it? In, yeah. <laughs> in the spirit of threesomes, okay, that's different to me because I, you know, if 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 a per if if two people are in a monogamous relationship and they're committed, mm-hmm. and they sit there and do those things just with each other, mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's toxic, right? But if you and I are with a third, okay, and somehow we are become competitive, or maybe you think I'm a little too into her, and okay. so you start to undermine it a little bit. That too is is it fits that definition, mm. but but there's more of a uh, I don't want to say an excuse to do that, but it's um, I, it's understandable. 
Okay. How you have a little sympathy for it. You would have that tendency. Not you, but a person would have that tendency. And so does it fall then still under toxicity? Because there's there's this accentuating circumstance that can make that that is is ripe for that. Mm-hmm. No? no, I think agree? I think I think it is an excuse to me. Yes, okay. because I there, it reminds me of how a lot of people will say people that don't understand non monogamy they say oh that's just your excuse to cheat. You can clearly cheat in a non monogamous relationship if you go against the agreements of your non monogamy. You mean monogamy, not non monogamy? No. Monogamy, you can cheat in monogamy and you, you can also cheat in non-monogamy. Correct. Oh, th- yeah, because when there's non-monogamy, you have like rules. Right, an agreement. An agreement. Yeah. And you can go, yeah, you can, yeah. So cheating is possible regardless. Yes. I, and I so, that, that, so that kind of reminds me of what you're, you're, you're trying to excuse the toxic behavior of a non-monogamous, like well, I, I didn't want you to be with her. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I just think that, yeah, I think that it falls along the same lines of that. Yeah, no, that's a it. good point. And it just—it's like, no, it's toxic it's, if yeah. you feel that. If if. But don't these... you think that there's that that it's harder to be that way with it's just the two of you? Like there's I, not even a third person involved, and, and so you're if you, still that, that's yeah, very... if you, yeah, if you still manage that, it's like, damn, that is toxic. You're right. There's. Yeah. Uh, the tendency is not there. It's kind of like when we talked about jealousy. It'll it'll boil up sometimes. That toxicity does kind yeah. of lay dormant in us sure. sometimes. If you and if you challenge it, I could see it bubbling up and and spilling over. Sometimes right. you're right. I I hear what you're saying, but I think it's the the toxicity becomes toxic if you don't handle it, and that's what's different right. about us, and I think different about a lot of people. I think that's why I believe that non-monogamous relationships kind of become stronger because they deal with the toxicities, the jealousies, the things, and the stuff that you keep just pushing aside yeah. and you don't deal with. All right. Okay, that's toxic. Let's do just like two more. Okay. Love-hate relationship. There's loads of chemistry and sexual attraction in this relationship, but as much as there is love and passion, there's the same amount of hate and frustration. Both of you are crazy about each other and yet can't stand each other at some times. But unfortunately, this is often the sort of relationship you see unfold on television or in movies. For example, Noah and Allie in The Notebook had this relationship and it required an immense amount of work. Do you know that couple that has allowed passionate fights in front of strangers and... (laughs) and is then seen hardcore making out an hour later, that is a love-hate relationship, and you could be in one. This can be fun for a while as it is intense and overwhelming, but in the long run, it becomes more stress and work than is than it is worth. Hmm. I don't think we have that. Okay. I mean, maybe we do, but it's very, you know, Every I guess that's the thing about these things is that we, we've learned well no we've learned that, that that we everybody has varying degrees of of a of a trait mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so we might have a, a low degree of that like i know that you struggle with you you hate me because i'm just so perfect right <laughs> <laughs> like oh he's so perfect i can't even like deal right now I hate you because you act like you're perfect. 
<laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I think that that one I kind of just related to because of the intensity. I just think that when we are really in love and having fun and going out and getting threesomes and, and having thirds and, and doing all this, it's intense. But man, if it if it if one part goes wrong, like it we we break and we just as intensely argue about it and fight about it and, and stand our ground and demand it are to be heard and, yeah. and we battle about it, is, it. It is like, but then it's intense on the other hand to go back out there and do it again after yeah. you just, it's did. like driving really fast knowing that you could possibly crash, but it's the most fun you're ever yes, having. So exactly. you just keep it's doing exhilarating. It. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. And I want to, have you ever heard of a May-December relationship? No. Is that where May-December, we, we, we got together in May. We did. Um, I don't get it, but this is what a May-December relationship is. Are you in a relationship with someone who's at least a decade or half, a decade and a half older or younger than you? Then you'd qualify for the May-December romance. Of course, compatibility matters here, but beyond that, you still need to learn to deal with different expectations from each other, your family, and the views of your friends. Age may be just a number, but it can alter a lot of things in a relationship, like having children and retirement, not to mention energy levels and interests. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb, like, well, okay. I we take special offense to that. Well, I just feel like we're not that different. No, we're not. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'll, you you might be beating the you might be the exception to the rule with older men. It could be because I do think that a lot of people your age have a bit more ailments than you might. It seems that way, right? Yes, um, and a um, lot less sex drive. Like homeboy, less I don't sex think... drive. I think about how many guys have asked me, "Do you take anything to get hard ons?" People like, my age ask you that. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Well, well, of course they're going to ask that, but but my, oh. my cohort because they they're all like At that have, point. they have trouble getting it up and not all of them but yeah i'm like nope i'm just i'm fucking horny as i ever was yeah um and tori can attest to this i'm wake up with a heart on every morning i'm ready to roll mm-hmm. um yeah so we we take offense to that sort of thing because but but yeah you're right we, but we can't be like ignorant into the fact that like that probably is the norm for a lot of different age gap well, relationships. And also they mention it. There's a mention there of like retirement. There's nobody, we don't know how things are going to go for me a decade from now. Yeah. But I will say this, something that got, has gone through my mind that this is sort of the advantage of us meeting people and, and you exploring your sexuality and all that is that I, I, I can imagine a scenario where where maybe we meet a third, but it becomes more about you two bond than I do. You know, like, and then at some point, like, I don't know, like I'm trying to put it in, in a euphemistic way, but I I fade off into the sunset. You know what I mean? Like die? Not die, but but I start to become less engaging. Oh, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes a stronger relationship between the two of you, but it's still the three of us or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like almost like we ride it out, but like so that I have somebody there when it. 
Yeah, and it's I, not like so that you have some yeah. because that's codependency again. <laughs> but but that we genuinely meet somebody that that you end up bonding with. Yeah. And because then then the the differences of age start to become more apparent. Mm-hmm. And and you guys have this more of this commonality. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that's one scenario out that of that you thought. Of, yeah. But I, I'm all I'm saying is I could see where they're coming from on that. Right. I could too. Yeah. I can do. Um, yeah. There's a whole subreddit on age gap. I just right. joined it. <laughs> so maybe we'll talk about that yeah. soon. I think that's good. Yeah. I feel like we uh, touched on a lot of different relationships. Um, the one that we didn't talk about, true love. This is the, this type is the hardest to find, but it is a serious relationship. It is worth the work, patience, and time. Both of you are compatible, understand each other, and accept each other. You aren't perfect, but with imperfections, you still find happiness. Right. That's us, baby. That's us, love. True love. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> um, on that note, we out. We out. So, uh, yeah. Um, whatever type of relationship you have, whatever the type of relationship you want, go out there and get it. Go get it. And make sure you lube up first. <laughs> right. Where, be it natural or from a bottle. Oh. <laughs> You're always taking my shit to the next level, baby. That's why we depend on each other because we make each other better. Right. I'm going to fight for codependency because <laughs> my therapist has told me that we're codependent. So. Uh-oh. We'll get to that next time. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Much love. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>